Welcome to SIN 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Hey, Matthew, how are you today, sir? I'm doing so good. You're going to get to finish your lunch? I found a half a sandwich in the studio here. I broke it. Yeah, I put it down. <laughs> I put it down in the last few seconds. Has your, the pace of your life been that way these days? Just trying just, to squeeze things in? a little bit in? different. Yeah, just a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I truly love it. Like, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I can tell our guest today, Mary Delosier. Isn't it? Shouldn't it have a French? Delosier? Yeah. Delosier. There we go. There yeah. you go. One of the things that I absolutely know about you is that you are very fulfilled and love your life and love your Savior, and it just exudes from you every time <laughs> you and I get a chance to talk. But welcome to Scent 315. Thank you. I'm glad Thank you're here. You. This is selfish in the sense that I've wanted to catch up with you, and I know just the tip of the iceberg of all the stuff that you do. Mm-hmm. But we recently had someone whose life, according to her, you saved. Mm. Mm. And I know that she's not the only one. So I personally wanted to catch up with you. But now we'll catch up with you to, with all of these people that like to listen to Scent 315. All right. So before we talk about today, let's talk about before Jesus. Mm. Because your encounter with Jesus and how he captured your heart it's not normal. It's not boring. No. So how did it happen, Mary? What was life before Jesus and how'd you meet him? Mm, life before Jesus. Crazy. It was crazy. It was wild. I'm the fifth of eight kids and my parents raised us right, but there was always darkness there. I see now I was one that always stood out and rebellious, um, but wanting a love to love. And so before Jesus, I was just that girl that always wanted to test the waters, see how far I can get. Yeah. That can get you into trouble. And it did. I've done many years in prison, and I shared with you, and then that doesn't matter, but it happened in prison. That's where the Lord really found me. I went to prison for a family member. I was innocent. And the judge even said, I'm going to send you to another courtroom because I won't be able to live with myself sentencing an innocent woman to prison, and I know you're innocent. And I begged him to send me home to my kids. See, I had four kids by the time I was 18 years old. Wow. Yes. I was one of them, and I thought marrying this guy would change everything. All it did was just give me babies. He was always in prison. I didn't smoke marijuana. I didn't even drink. I was just wanting to have, I think, what my parents had, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get it. I ended up seeing that life wasn't as easy as it was at home. My father worked all the time. My mom stayed home with us. I was able to raise my kids, and I worked. My father always taught us to work, and so I did work. I came home one night, and I told my family member, whatever you're doing, stop it, because something's wrong. Well, a few weeks later, knock at the door, and they raided my house, and they took me from my kids. The last thing they seen was their mother being taken away from them. So I went to court and everything, and they took me away from my kids. And in there is where 
pride, fear, everything, because I'd never been in prison. I was used to going to the prisons to visit their father. Yeah. And even though I shot him, I hated him, I had a lot of hate for him, I carried that for many years. I wanted him dead. This was before Christ. Yep. And I carried that for many, many years. And I carried a lot of anger when I was in prison because what I had to endure and seen just added more trauma. Sure. But I was able to make it. The bitterness and the pride really took over and revenge. And I wanted revenge. I wanted it bad. So you're looking at a woman that has endured many, many things. Rape, gang rape, just stuff. But God. But God. But God. <laughs> yes, right. So tell me how that encounter happened. So I was in prison and I started going to chapel because I wanted something different. Because it was dark in there. It was very dark. When I first got arrested, they put me in the old county jail downtown, Central Jail. And they put me in with murders. And I'm like, okay. I just always remembered what their father had told me and what I seen in the movies. Yeah. So I had to pretend I was somebody I wasn't. But then I turned into that person who I wasn't. And I'm not proud of it, but that's just what happened to right. survive. One day... I went to chapel, and I liked what I heard. I was raised Catholic, so I never really had a relationship with Jesus. But I started reading the Bible even more. And I was in my cell. I was in ADSEG. That's where they put you in solitary confinement for not being good, even in there. And so I just heard, wake up. Wake up, my daughter. Mm. And read Jeremiah 29. And I looked like I was having a dream. Yeah. But it was so... And so, of course, I opened the Bible and it goes to Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans of good and not of evil to give you hope in the future. Mm. But I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. But I do today. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Because I know that the Lord then had plans for Mary, but I couldn't grasp it because I didn't know. Sure. And so I still had a lot of stuff I had to deal with. People say, oh, you're immature and this and that's not that. It's just that I didn't know. But I always remembered that voice, that encounter. And I was able to come out, do what I had to do. I turned into a heroin addict. I just want revenge to everyone that hurt me which was the biggest mistake that I did because I didn't realize what addiction was, what heroin did to a person until it did it to me. Then I was like, wow, that is why that family member couldn't come because of the heroin. And I get it now, but I didn't then. So the Lord started showing me his grace and his mercy and how I had to have compassion for other people. And that he was going to take care of all those things mm -hmm. once I released it to him. So then the journey started with him. Then I went back to prison. And it was then that he really got a hold of me. Everything you've seen in the movies, I encountered. And you can imagine what happens in there, I encountered. It was because God's grace and his mercy 
because he had a plan for Mary. And now going forward, I have 23 years clean and sober. I paroled off two state numbers in 1999. I've been married going on 24 years to Kenny. Yep. Hi, Kenny. Hi, Kenny. And I have my four kids, and I have a stepson, Junior, and I have 12 grandkids and eight great-grandkids. Wow. The Lord had blessed. I've always worked hard. I never went back to school. I'm only a ninth-grade graduate. Well, not even there. I got my GED in jail. Mm -hmm. But, hey, I never had time to go back to school because I was raising my kids. I went to prison, and life just I had to work, but the Lord always took care of it. Mm. I got good jobs. I worked at the shipyards. I painted. I learned how to paint in the CDC. I went to Camp La Cruz, Puerto La Cruz, and I would paint the fire engines. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I went to fire camp. I was one of them girls that, were, that worked alongside CDC and in the forestry department as well I, I just had to live life but there was more life yeah to life let me ask you this because i know a little about what you're doing these days but yes. i don't know how it all started so you have open door ministries for the broken mm -hmm. here in san Diego county yes. and uh, you can describe it better than i can the way i see it is you take in broken women and families kids everybody and you keep them safe mm -hmm. and you teach them life skills and you teach them the word of god yes and you come alongside them where did that vision come from where did the idea for it spring up remember we talked about jeremiah 29 11. yeah so it was all part of god's plan i shared that i've always gotten good jobs and I was working at my last job. I was in logistics, transportation. You know, those containers that go up and down the freeways to the ports, to the railroads. Mm -hmm. yeah. I opened up four different companies in Otay Mesa, border crossing. You know, and the Lord, He blessed me in that because I'm a go-getter. I started with nothing. I was just that data entry clerk, and I worked my way up. You're so, not lazy. You, you, yeah. you go after yeah, stuff. Yeah. I would, church would be over on Sundays and I'd be dispatching in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I had my two next tells, let's do this. Never said no. Love challenges. But the Lord said, You open many businesses for man. Now you're going to open them for me. I'm like, What? Here's that voice again. <laughs> <laughs> he started working on me and uh, I'm like, But Lord. I just got a raise. <laughs> <laughs> That's honest. And it was not, it was just not any raise, you know? And he said, you do your best and I'll do the rest. Mm. Marriages have their goods and bads. And Kenny and I were in the place where the enemy creeped in and it was really hard, but the Lord wouldn't let me leave. And he said, no, no, I have a plan. So I stuck everything out and, I just I can't say no to him, and there's a reason for that too. And I have two plates and eight pins in my right ankle that he allowed it to break because he was preparing me. 
And he told me, he said, if I didn't break it that way, all three bones straight across, that you would have went back to work. If I broke two, you would have worked from home. But on the third one, you wouldn't be able to withstand the pain, and I will carry you. And he did. Wow. And we spent four months together hmm. where I couldn't move. <laughs> and he just started downloading things to me. So then in um, February of 2014, I was sitting outside praying, and he said, I want you to open a woman's home. And we had just moved the address, 9303 Fuerte Drive, the first house on Fuerte, right across the street from, well, right, the first house on Fuerte in La Mesa. I was sitting on the porch, and the landlord at the time was remodeling the garage. And he said, I want you to open a woman's home. And I'm like, you want me to what? He said, you, I want you to open a woman's home. And I'm like, where? We just moved here. It's a two-bedroom. Where, where? And he said, there. And I looked, and I seen a vision of women in the living room worshiping the Lord in a circle. Yes. He gave me that vision in February, and in May in 2014, we opened Open door ministry for the broken. Yes. First it was jail and prison ministry, but he said, no, you're going to change the name for the broken because I'm going to send you many broken daughters. I never went to seminary school. I just go to on-the-job training with Jesus. <laughs> and he's always walking by. I got that from you, sorry. But yeah, <laughs> and he is. And he's always walking, looking to and fro to who will say yes. Yeah. And I just happened to say yes that day. And I have been blessed. Has it been challenging? Oh, absolutely. But I have no regrets. And so we opened, and I knew it was him. And then he used a man. We talked to a gentleman, and the gentleman watched me to see who I was. Mm -hmm. And was it for personal gain, your own agendas, and this and that, right? Mm -mm. Because it all belongs to him. I'm just his servant. So, in 2014, who was the first woman? Who was the first family? Her name family? was Bibiana. Okay. And Bibiana, from the day we had the opening, she said, now can I move in? But we're still under construction. But there was room, room available, and she moved in. And it was hard because the women, I didn't know. I wanted to love on them. I wanted to be cool with them. I wanted, you know. And... uh deliverances were done. God used me through that. He showed me how. Remember, I was raised in witchcraft, so I could see things then, but now God turned it around, and now I see it for Him. Mm. So I come against all those principalities, right? But I needed to, part of. And then He started just showing me, giving me more discernment on what women to come in. I mean, we were never empty. It's a transition home where I said, I want, when you come in here, I want you to rest your body, your mind, and your soul so mm. that God can start doing heart surgery. It was there that the Lord told me, like I was with David, Daniel, the three Hebrew boys, and Job, I will be with you through your fires. A month later, I had a stroke in 2018. I was never able to heal because 
the women were there and they needed me. So there was a while where I was quiet, but still doing what he called me to do. And he gave me Revelations 3, 7, and 8. That I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And 8, even when you are weak, you never deny my name. And I can't. And so now, he talked to a man. And that man was obedient. But he still watched me. And he said to me, God started telling me, the Lord the Spirit would say, I own a cattle on a thousand hills. Do you know what that looks like? I'm like, no, but I know you're going to show me. <laughs> and he did. And it was amazing. <laughs> and so now this gentleman bought some land and two homes for the ministry. No way. But the Lord said, you couldn't live there. And I'm like, I am? No, I already live with them. But he told me, I never told you to leave the dwelling. Because remember that when we started in La Mesa, I was upstairs, they were downstairs. So I was always there. Then when they moved to where we're at now, I moved like two blocks from them. Oh, this is close enough. Spirit would say, get up, 1.30 in the morning, go, raining. There's a guy in the house. I chase them out. <laughs> they're having, they're doing this. They're, you know, the cats away, the mice will play. They were playing. Yeah. But don't try to do that to Mary because you can't get over on me because I did that too. And I know exactly what you're trying to do. But, you know, it's a different crowd now and a different time. So the Lord talked to me and he said, in three years, you'll have the deed. It was the day after Christmas, and I'm like, okay, it's almost the third year, just saying. <laughs> and I got the call to go to the attorney, and they signed it over to Open Door Ministry for the Broken. Wow. And, you know, God's so good. How can I deny him? And they send people, broken women. And he told me, you're to sit amongst them because you're one of them. And I always just hold on to the hem of his garment because it's faith and obedience unto him, not to me. So now we sit on 6.2 acres, three homes, and we're going to be building the Hope House <laughs> to house more women. I love it. Because we need to. Yeah, there's a huge wow. need. Jesus. These women, God prepares them, though. At the beginning, he sent me everything, homeless, the lesbian, the butch, the this one, the that one, the alcoholic, this, the addict. And then he sent me an angel to test me. I loved her. I clothed her. I fed her. And then I never seen her again. So Open Door Ministry, I welcome the prisoners. I welcome anybody. I don't say no. I get calls in the middle of the night. Please come and bring domestic violence, sex traffickers, everything, victims. And even if I don't have room, I have the couch. And then I help find them the place to go. 
That's it. That's what I do. <laughs> oh, that's all. That's all. That's yeah. just, that's yeah. it. That's the normal. Thing. My goodness. My goodness. Also, like when we had Crystal on, she was talking mm. about giving back. Right? Oh yes. You know, she went through a journey, a, mm-hmm. a hard one, and the Lord, as He is, just loved her so well and oh, yeah. magnificently stole her heart. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I guess she gave it away. Yeah. How can people help? Because okay, I, I know they can check out your website, and there's mm-hmm. ways to donate. And yes. Money helps, for we're, sure. We're a nonprofit, and it's just God showed me his plan. You know, he does that. He'll show you not everything, Sorry, but yeah. he will show you. And he showed me, and he showed me. That's why he showed me the cattle on the thousand hills. And then he started showing me my assigned area. Mm-hmm. He would show me inside of homes the mm. abuse, the addiction, and my heart breaks. There's way different ways of giving. But yes, you know, people say, Mary, why don't you get grants? Because the Lord told me stay away from the government. He said, it's my ministry and I will take care of everything. And he does. When we got the, before we got the deed, the realtor that worked with us worked for this developing company that wanted the same land, property. And the previous owner told me, just don't sell. And why should I sell it to you? And I told him why, what I thought. But I said, but better, can I write a letter to you and give me a week? And he said, yes. So I went home and I prayed. And the Holy Spirit wrote the letter. Yes. And do you know that we got that whole property for the price of the first house? Yeah. <laughs> and he told me not to sell because that developing company wanted to. And he worked for that developing company. So when I picked up the keys, he said, I just have to ask this of you. And I go, what's that? And he said, they know who you are and what you want to do there. And so they're willing to build you a house in Hamul on four acres and give you $50,000 and pay off what was left, right? And I'm like, sorry, but I can't do that. That's not what the Lord said. And so I walked away. I have walked away from many things, but I can't if he's, he directs my path. Yeah, yeah. And I have to. Sometimes it's like crunch time, and I'm like, okay, okay. But it happens. He always, yeah. He always, he's, he'll send somebody. Yeah. Over the years that I've known you, I've, I can testify that to be true because you trust him, and he always comes through. He does. I really have a sense, like probably more than any other conversation we've had here, that there's somebody specific that's listening. To this conversation, and it's just been the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> we would have to be on for hours to get into depth on everything. But I think there's a person, a specific person who's listening right now who you need to pray for. Mm. So, would you, you mind mm. doing that? Mm. Does that make sense? Sure. Mm. Oh, mm, Heavenly Father, you know all things. You know, the beginning to the end, you're the Alpha and Omega. 
you see all the tears and all the brokenness. I just pray for these people, your people that are lost, under bondage of the spirit of confusion. I just break that off of them right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for those people that are seeking you, that they're sick and tired of being in that pit of despair and hopelessness. Like they feel like there's no way out. Lord, I pray that you send your son, Jesus. Let him be that light in that dark place. That they reach out and they cry unto you. Where are you? I'm here, says the Lord. Let them know that your mighty right hand isn't short enough to pull them out of any situation they're in, that they just cry out to you like you did for me, that they are worthy, that they are worthy and that they are loved. In your son Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. 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 amen.